how can you live and love with your whole heart despite the risks and uncertainty life brings? Listen in as Bridget Cornier and myself, Kelsey Buell, unpack this very difficult question. Welcome back to another episode of the Work Redefined podcast, where we talk to women who are doing it all, but doing it with faith at the forefront. We want to welcome those of you who are new to us. And if you are new, we drop a new episode every Tuesday. I want to invite you to commit to your growth and development. Wouldn't it be cool if you listened to every episode of our podcast this year and made an investment to grow personally and professionally while creating more peace and balance in your life? So how can you do it? Well, very simply, subscribe wherever you consume this content. And we also encourage you to download our free burnout prevention guide, which can be found in our show notes. We are going to work really hard to give you high quality content. And if this content is helpful, please do us a favor, like it, share it, follow us on social media, write a review, whatever you can do to support us. We will so greatly appreciate it. So with that, Let's dive in to a new podcast. Hello, Bridget. Thank you so much for joining me on this Work Redefined podcast. Now, Bridget and I, we go way back. We've been friends for a number of years, but on top of being really good friends, we always like to dream together a little bit. It always seems that Bridget and I come up with really exciting ideas. And so I'm just thoroughly excited for the thoughts and the ideas that will come out of this conversation today. Bridget, thank you so much for joining me. Do you mind telling our listeners a little bit more about who is Bridget? Who are you? What do you do? Um, I'm sure our listeners would love to hear your path so far. Sure. Oh, goodness, Kelsey. It's nice to chat with you. Um, well, okay, so this question has been tripping me up a little bit, this who is, who, who is Bridget? Because uh, I've gone through a bit of a transition in my life recently, and I've always felt like I have to have it all figured out. So in order to have it all on paper and have it be official, but the truth is I recently went through um, a big transition in my life, uh, left a job that... Um, uh, I was ready to move on from and ready to dive back into my values and um, learn about things that I felt was just on my heart. So I'm in a transition phase and I'm proud of it. And I'm very excited about what's to come and very optimistic about the future. So, um, but because I'm a high flyer, you know, I can't sit still. I have to do some things in the meantime. So um, in the meantime, I started my own um, consulting business uh, called Evergreen Consulting. Um, and it's a bit of a combination of things that I value, but then also ways that I found that businesses can really start to thrive in their own way. Um, and that's through content. Um, my most recent position uh, was an editor role at a tech startup and um, learned a lot from the experience, but ultimately I saw that if you have content as a foundation and can tie that into your message and the way you wanna grow, your, your business is really 
uh, off to success with some really deep roots about who they are and then what you can deliver value to for, for your customers, to, to your community. Um, so I've really been leaning into that of this uh, businesswoman in a whole new way of, um, of kind of redefining myself. Um, and it's, it's been an up and down journey. I'm not going to lie. There's some days that I feel like, what am I doing? I don't have this figured out, but ultimately I'm proud of myself. And, um, I've really leaned into where, you know, what I need to feel whole and, um, what fills my cup as, as, as a, a modern working girl, um, with a lot of passions and interests. i Definitely would say I'm a multi-passionate individual. Um, so picking one thing is a hard, hard choice for me. Um, but yeah, so that's a little bit about myself. Well, Bridget, you touched on something about how this, you know, you're proud of this transition. It's had its ups and downs. I'm curious, so far, are you able to pinpoint maybe the one or two biggest things that you've learned about yourself through mm. this transition? Well, one of them about myself um, is how much faith is a priority in my life. And in order to lean into a priority, it's also making time for that. So you can carve time into your day that um, also allows you to act on a priority. So, or I should say a value. So if your value is faith or your value is family, um, taking a hard look at your schedule of how much am I actually acting on that value um, and uh, this transition has allowed me to do that. Um, so I've uh, joined a, uh, a Bible study with other awesome females um, doing great things in uh, the Fargo-Moorhead area and it's given me a, a lot of space to reflect. Um, I think that's a huge one by the way for navigating mm -hmm. burnout is space to reflect. Um, uh, but then the other thing I've learned is that, um, you know, when your, your brain has been shot, right. And, you know, you put all your energy, you put all those eggs in a basket and you, you know, you're, you're right. You have a lot of feelings attached to it. Um, it, you're going to mess up. <laughs> like you're going to have blunders where you just burst into tears someday, or you, you doubt yourself, um, you know, having those moments of feeling like I don't have it all together and just letting it be, breathing through it and going, I don't, I don't have to be perfect. Who's saying I have to be perfect? There's no, I'm not answering to anyone right now. So it's just me. Um, so that has been really um, a huge relief, quite honestly, of just realizing that some of those limitations I put on myself have been self inflicted they've been self those boundaries those those uh bumpers on a bowling alley they've been put up by myself um so uh one of the things that i would suggest by the way to anyone going through burnout is um to assess what where where's your power level um how is your power level in your life is it off the roofs and i'm just full charge or am i kind of down here right now and if, if your power level, your internal power meter, I should say, um, is low, what can you do to build that back up? Is it by saying uh, no intentionally, yes intentionally, 
um, you know, leaning into people that that community, those people that you love that you haven't talked to in a long time. Like for me, I I went and painted my aunt's house for a week because I love her and I like to paint and I hadn't done it in a while. And it just felt so good to just see that I could bring value to someone in a different way. Um, so anyway, we're, we're, we're not quite at the advice section of this podcast yet, but bonus one in there for you. No, this is great advice. <laughs> that's what this is for throughout. And it's interesting. Yeah, there are a couple of things you said. I thought of like a battery. I know we've talked a couple of times yeah. around like charging your battery. Is your battery on 10%? I know when my... <laughs> When my computer battery says warning about to die, instead of pausing and going and plugging in my computer, nine out of 10 times, I start vigorously working to try to get as much done as possible until it dies, which then like, what's the point? Right? <laughs> right, like if the computer's <laughs> dead, I can't use it. And it's just like ourselves and our bodies, if we just, you know, push to the end and go, go, go until like we have nothing left and just fall on the floor. Like, mm -hmm. what's the point? <laughs> Completely. Well, and, and a lot of times, I mean, I shouldn't say a lot of times, that's a generalization, but what I've noticed in patterns of, of women who tend to get to a place of burnout, just absolute, utter exhaustion, you know, they, they're really measuring themselves by their output. Um, and we've talked about this in our own coffee chats before is like measuring yourself with um, an, like based on what you can produce. Like, you know, my value is if I can produce eight pieces a day um, on a regular basis for, you know, in this case was a content environment. You know, that means I got a gold star of that day, <laughs> you know, and, and sometimes it, there, there's, there's a uh, flexibility that you can, you can take with that. Um, sometimes there isn't. Um, but anyway, so measuring yourself based on your output is, is kind of a, it's, it, it's a dead end really. Why do you think we feel that need to measure ourselves based on our output? Well, I think I mean, without getting too psychological, right? <laughs> um, I think everyone has their own inclinations to things. Um, but I think a lot of us are, are looking to, to, from, to the external world to say, okay, show me that I matter here. Um, show me that, um, you know, that, that you need me too. Um, so I think sometimes it's the internal and the external dichotomy where there's just not a balance between, um, you know, the signals you're getting and, and your, your feeling to perform. Um, I also think, you know, from a lot of internal reflection, you know, it, it can be a, a feeling of um, wanting to share your, your talents um, and, and express yourself as well. So sometimes it's like, well, if I produce high volumes, um, there's a better chance that someone's going to see that as, as valuable, as see that as something that, um, yeah, so I don't know. I think I'm going here to say it's definitely externally motivated, a bit of a people-pleasing tactic um, mm. as well. Feeling like we need to please everyone around us. Um, I think, you know, I might, this might be a slight sidestep, but I'm, I'm coming back to what you said earlier about that 
faith foundation and how you went back to your values. Do you think that, or maybe I'm trying to think of how to ask this. Um, why do you think we put our faith on the back burner? Do you think it has something to do with this external validation to be successful that we just kind of stop maybe putting the things that matter first? I mean, why, why do we put faith, family, like there's a lot of things that typically we will say are important, but we don't show it in our actions. Why is that? So <clears throat> one of the, the, the pieces that um, I leaned into during this time in my life was a book by Brene Brown called The Gifts of Imperfection. Mm. Um, it's a great book for really any woman who maybe struggles with um, either, either overexertion or looking to outside sources for um, validation of self, of worthiness. Um, and, and she talks about the 10, um, oh, I don't want to say testaments, but it's uh, guideposts. There we go. It's guideposts of, um, of wholehearted living. Um, and it allows you to assess, are you, you know, are you leaning in too much to areas of your life that are externally in external indicators, or um, are you acting on the things that truly align with your values? So I highly recommend anyone to check out that book to also just look up on Google. <laughs> there's there's beautiful illustrations of the 10 guideposts, you know, print them out, put them on your desk, uh, refer to them. But <clears throat> I, I'm bringing this up because Sometimes there's that tendency to say, oh, I, I am all about faith. I'm all about family. Um, but <clears throat> measuring yourself by, well, put kind of to put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> have, have you been to church lately or have, how have you acted on those things? Um, or taking that time to really assess um, where, where does that meter fall? Um, so I would highly recommend anyone read that book if they're looking to kind of pause and assess themselves. Am I, am I living in a way that measures up to the woman I want to be? Um, and, and actually in the book, faith and having a spiritual um, mindset was one of the key indicators for people who, you know, Brene Brown found them to be wholehearted living. Um, you know, they had a foundation, a base of, of faith. They were acting on it on, on the regular. Um, you know, they were using that as a source of, of trust and, and uh, a foundation for themselves. Mm. And now I know you don't have the book right in front of you, so this might feel slightly like a quiz, but mm -hmm. I'm curious that phrase, that phrase wholehearted living, I mean, that yeah. really captures my attention. Do you recall from your experience of reading that book, like what does that mean to have be living wholeheartedly? Yeah, you know, um, so I'm, I'm looking it up real quick because I do want to do her justice. Um, um, so this one is, uh, yes, this is exactly what I was looking for. Wholehearted <laughs> living is not like trying to reach a destination. It's like walking toward a star in the sky. We never really arrive, but we certainly know we're heading in the right direction. Um, you know, rather than saying my, my worth is measured by the eight pieces of content it can pump out today, it's maybe more of a directional base. It's, it's 
you know, the, the steps that you're taking towards that better version of Bridget, that better version of self. Um, Can you read that one more time? I sure. just, I just got goosebumps. I want our <laughs> listeners to hear that one more time, that quote. Yeah. Wholehearted living is not like trying to reach a destination. It's like walking toward a star in the sky. We never really arrive, but we certainly know that we're heading in the right direction. Um, and I also, you know, from a faith standpoint, um, it's similar in that way. Um, a lot of times with faith, it, it, it's the, the ability to, to, to hope that that's what you're doing, to, to live in the possibility that maybe I'm not right, but I'm going to believe anyway. I'm going to think of this as um, it's a mindset right? It's, um, it's, it's less about the absolutes of, well, I believe it this way. I, I, I think God is real. So therefore, um, it's, it's a bit more of, I, I I'm going to believe no matter what. It's that um, undying uh, truth and, and wholehearted approach. Well, that's really cool because I know, um, yeah, I'm thinking in terms of a value standpoint and a faith standpoint, um, as humans, we're just, we're naturally broken. And um, it's interesting because the analogy of that start reminds me, we had Michaela Shell on our podcast a few, probably about a month ago now. Um, and she was talking about this analogy of you're, you're walking through the forest and you're chopping down trees and brush and you see the light at the end of the forest and finally you get to the end of the forest and you think you've made it and then at the end of the forest there's this mountain to climb and i think that is being very similar as following this star which is this concept that we're never going to quite get there i mean we always think that hey if i have that that nicer car or that better house or you know marry that perfect person or you know we always think that the next thing is going to make us whole and make us happy and satisfied when in reality it seems like from all the women that we talk to the only thing that can fill that hole in their heart is that faith and trust in God and having some sort of foundation on who they are and what their values are and what their why is would you agree Bridget I would um you know it reminds me of the story of of Eve when, um, you know, God is saying, I'm all knowing, um, trust that I am all knowing. And, you know, she wants to be also knowing, um, you know, she, she believed in a voice, the serpent in this case, to take the, the bite of fruit from the tree of knowledge. She, she did those things. Um, but it was, uh, you know, God that actually knew it all. And it's not up to her to know it all because, you know, she's, she's human. And, um, and she's beautifully made that way. Um, but that story also sticks out to me because it reminds us that uh, shame is not, we're not born with shame. We, shame came after trying to know all the answers and also, uh, you know, going for the, 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 all of the knowledge that the world possessed through the tree of knowledge. And um, the, and that story sticks out to me and reminds me of, of kind of this conversation, Kelsey, because, um, you know, we're, as women, we're, and just as humans in general, it's not up to us to have all the answers. Um, even though we want to so badly, <laughs> we want to know that there's a mountain after the, after, after the forest. So we can say, well, if I knew there was a mountain, I, I would have brought my hiking gear, but I didn't know, <laughs> you know, I brought my ax and that's all I brought. Um, you know, but 
I, I think it's it's lots of tests, <laughs> but it also uh, thinking of thinking of them in a way that um, it's an opportunity. Um, it's an opportunity to be closer to God, to continue to um, further yourself, that depth of self, that awareness of, of self. Um, uh, and that leads into one point that we have talked about before, um, which is opportunity mindset versus deficit mindset too. Yeah, let's go there. I mean, yeah. from a standpoint of um, opportunity mindset, I mean, if we know, if we have that shame and we know we're not perfect, we know we don't know all the answers and we mess up along the way, mm -hmm. how, how can we continue to live in more of that opportunity mindset? Well, it's, it's challenge. <laughs> um, but I think at times remembering that it, the challenge was put there by someone who knows that you have gifts and talents to get through it. Um, and, and he's also, it's, it's challenging you in a whole new way because you're meant to learn something from it. Um, like for instance, I had an interview recently cause still hit the, hit the, hitting the ground running with job interviews and such. I had an interview and it was, it was hard. And I, I hit a point that I totally doubted myself and I walked away very, you know, frustrated and conflicted. And after a lot of reflection, I go, well, I, I learned a lot from this, did I not? Like I learned how to answer the, what is your biggest biggest weakness question? I hate that question because <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm, I'm meant, I don't want to have any weaknesses. I no. have to be strong and I can handle anything. Don't look at me a bad light, you know? Um, <laughs> so that one, you know, always trips me up, but um, you know, there's, there's gonna be roadblocks in your way to, to help because it's all about how you navigate them and what you learn from them once you pass them by, right? Um, so. Absolutely. Well, and it's it's such a hard thing because we try, I, like I, one of the things we kind of joke about, but it's really true is you can't just think your way out of a rut or like you can't just mind the positive mindset your way out of a rut, right? If you're in a rut, it takes a lot more than just thinking happy thoughts. What it's what insight do you have on that? Well, I mean, thinking happy thoughts, I I love that because yeah. I'm I'm naturally very bubbly and like oh yeah everything's great you know rainbow sunshine absolutely let's keep that going but um yeah it it is easy to just say the way out is an easy answer um, but in reality there's a lot of um, as self-exploration that goes in with coming to a place of, of true deep confidence um, and it's to get there is for a lot of people going to be challenging like there it's it's not you know life isn't easy um, it's meant to make you look at your life in all sorts of different ways because you know we're 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 beautiful that way. If I'm going to be rainbows again, you know, we're, we're beautiful in that way that we, we, we have a lot of untapped potential and untapped ways of, of seeing the world. I mean, if I hadn't gotten to a point that I felt like I was so exhausted and I needed to make a choice for myself, you know, who, who knows where I would be. But the, the thing was I, I did and I acted on that and I got my power meter a little higher. Um, and, um, and 
now I, I have a different perspective. I have a different perspective on how to expand your expound your energy. Um, you know, what, what priorities, like measuring your actions with how do they stack up with your priorities? Um, so it, it, you know, challenges are not necessarily, um, you know, don't, don't, you know, forbade them, you know, don't run away from a good challenge because you, you can really grow from it. It's uncomfortable as all heck, but, um, it, 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 uh, I've, I've never had a bad reflection from a hard situation, if you put it that way. <laughs> well, and it's interesting because, yeah, we talked even at the beginning about what you've learned from this experience. And I think that it's so easy when we're in the valley of despair and we're exhausted and we're at our worst, how, you know, we look back and those are the times where we learned the most. And those are the things that shape us as humans. And I think of it in terms of like, um, I think people are, are, you really have to lean on others and having that strong support system in order to help pull you out of that rut. Because truthfully, I mean, it's kind of like being stuck at the bottom of a well, right? Like you're, you're in this deep, dark hole. Right. Someone might be coming along and trying to pull you up and pull you out. Even God is coming along, trying to pull you out of that rut, right? But you have to be willing to, you know, grab the rope or climb out of that rut too. And so there's really this, there's this give and take. And I think it comes from our relationships. It comes from God. It comes from the things that are surrounding us. But again, yeah, you can't just think your way out of being exhausted. You have to really, it takes time to heal. It takes time to lean on others. Um, one of the things you mentioned again was that concept of reflection. Mm. I really think that that might be something good for us to visit about um, as we get close to closing our conversation today. Um, what is reflection? I mean, if you if you were to define reflection, what is it, and how does it show up in your life? Um, for me, reflection is sitting with feelings that are normally uncomfortable and not judging them, not labeling them, um, not thinking it has to be an outcome because I'm having this feeling. I even sometimes do that where I'm like, uh, you know, I'm feeling angry. Therefore, this is all worth it. Right. Um, but sitting with the feelings, even when they're really uncomfortable and feeling them and being angry, even sometimes I'm angry and I'm just, I feel it. I'm just like, you know, it's just like, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm in that headspace. Um, um, but, uh, I'd say writing, all the time, um, uh, I'm thinking. Um, I had a, a mentor um, recently who um, talked about thinking, um, and it's it's kind of a, you know a silly part of my <laughs> of my career where I felt like I was producing constantly and I was like on a deadline, and so it's coming to this mentor asking if they could help me with this deadline, and you know he was graciously willing to help. Um, but he also said, you know, one of the biggest talents and but biggest things that you can offer as a leader um, is your ability to think in the perspective that you can, like in your way, because you see things differently. And, you know, that's, that's your value as a leader. So taking time to, to think, like truly think, like just pen to paper, you know, put, make it time 
time for you and, and prioritizing that um, is, is so huge. And, you know, I think in modern society, you know, I was in tech, you know, it's, it, you don't feel like that, that there's a balance to do that, but it, it, I really, <laughs> he's right, because as a leader, your point of view is, is gold, you know, your challenges, your perspectives, how you see the world, it's, it's what makes you uniquely you. Um, and so prioritizing time, that's, just for that, you know, if it's to be angry because I'm angry that I didn't get the position I wanted because I applied really hard and I worked really hard for it, be angry, think through the feelings. Why am I angry? Ask yourself why, contemplate, um, and, but also challenge yourself. Go do it. Do I have to feel like this? Is this a choice? Um, you know, kind of having this internal war with yourself and going, it's okay. I'm <laughs> it's okay that I'm having this, this headspace. Um, it's a safe place to have it. Um, so that, that would be, you know, my personal experience meets um, a bit of advice uh, mm. on, on navigating reflection. I loved your, that concept of not judging your feelings because we all have that, those feelings pop up. And I know that I've experienced them. I was um, really frustrated with someone yesterday and I'm like, why am I frustrated? And after reflecting on it, I'm like, this is dumb. There's no reason for me to be frustrated about this certain situation. And, and it, it took me time though, to just acknowledge the feelings and say, Hey, it's okay that you're feeling this way. But then to also sort through it and realize that my frustration was maybe not valid. And in certain circumstances, it might be valid, but I, I love that thought of not judging yourself for your, for having feelings, whether it's angry, sad, worried um allow yourself to feel those feelings and then from there really taking those that time to ask yourself questions and i love what your leader said about the the power of being a leader and that's sometimes a question i like to ask at the end is you know what makes a great leader and, and what i'm hearing is a great leader is someone who takes time to think so that they can offer up their own unique perspective mm -hmm. i think that's a very exciting way to view a leader Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, that one sticks with me, you know, because it was so simple. Um, but it also reinforces and puts value back on challenges that you've faced, unique things that you've learned, um, you know, because we're walking through life all just trying to figure it out, right? That's a reminder that I always remind myself. <laughs> Something I always remind myself is that we're all just doing the best we can. You know, even the ones that you look up to and um, the, the mentors in your life, you know, they're also doing the best that they can. And they've also been through challenges, but, um, you know, they, they bring a pers perspective and just like you do. Um, and it's something about that just even, you know, even through transition has has really, really developed a, a stronger sense of self um, for, for me. But um, I know we're getting close on time, but I did, I was hoping to share those, uh, the 10 guideposts for wholehearted living. Yeah. Um, just, I thought they'd be a nice closer um, and I recommended reading if anyone is looking yeah. for, for a good hey. book. Yep, I want you to share those. And then I'll also put a link in our show notes as well. So I think verbally share them now. I think that would be great for us to hear them. Yeah. And for those who want to see them, I'll put a link in as well. 
Yeah. So, um, so I, I should say, so the, the book is called The Gifts of Imperfection by Brittany Brown. Um, and uh, it actually just had a 20, I think 10 year anniversary that she wrote this book. So the edition that I listened to, because I'm all audiobooks lately, I've, I, I love a good audiobook. Um, uh, was her reflections on 10 years ago when she wrote the book and you know does she still feel like this is uh does it still resonate mm -hmm. um and the answer of course was yes but uh highly recommend if you're looking for that perspective uh, to check it out but um so her 10 guideposts for wholehearted living that she found through quite a bit of research interviews um her own self-reflection um we're kind of categorizing two buckets. You have the letting go of and then cultivating buckets. Um, so there's kind of a, a pairing for each one. So I'll kind of go through them, you know, with each pair at a time. So first one is letting go of what people think and then cultivating, instead cultivating authenticity. Mm. Second one is letting go of perfectionism instead cultivating self-compassion. Third one is numbing and powerlessness. This is for all the girls that feel their bar is low. Um, you know, maybe reach towards a glass of wine or uh, anything to numb the pain, scroll, 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 you know. Uh, so letting go of numbing powerlessness, instead cultivating a resilient spirit. Fourth one, scarcity and fear of the dark. So fear, a huge one. Um, instead, cultivating gratitude and joy. So that one was really resonated with me because it's the, the gratitude mindset, the opportunity mindset versus the deficit mindset. Um, letting go of need for certainty. Um, and this is, plays into the faith aspect. Cultivating intuition and trusting faith. Um, I really like her, that chapter on leading, uh, need for certainty, even when it comes to, the, um, you know, uh, in churches and, and, and by faith leaders and, and all of that, but instead cultivating intuition and trusting faith. Um, the next one is comparison, letting go of comparison um, and cultivating creativity. Um, that one's also great because, you know, the comparing yourself, uh, you can also just be you and, you know, wear, wear what you want to wear and, and be who you want to be. And, and um, that it's not a straight line, right? Um, letting go of exhaustion as a status. Um, so that's productive, productivity as self-worth. Big one that I was just talking about earlier is finding that self-worth, but exhaustion as a status. Oof, that one, that one I, I felt. Um, and cultivating play and rest. Mm. Um, so how much do you play in life? Um, and no, it's not necessarily like playing the Game Boy or playing board games. Maybe it is, but, um, you know, uh, her example was dancing in the kitchen with her family um, just because, and they would do that while they were doing the dishes and just be playful. Um, uh, letting go of anxiety as a lifestyle and instead cultivating calm and stillness. Um, so mindfulness has been one that's really helped me through this transition of letting go of this constant anxiety of, you know, 
I have to constantly produce in order to have worth, um, but instead putting making time for breathing. Um, silly, right? Just breathing, but taking time for intentional breathing, yoga, being still, looking outside, drinking that cup of coffee, and just being in your environment. Uh, letting go of self-doubt and supposed to. Now we talk about this all the time is um, supposed to. Uh, I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to be this way. I'm supposed to look this way. I'm supposed to, you know, by I'm 25, I have this timeline. I'm supposed to meet that timeline. Um, and instead, uh, Brene Brown talks about meaningful work. So cultivating meaningful work instead, um, asking yourself those questions about, you know, what are my gifts, my talents? Um, how can I do things that add value to my life? Might not be the supposed to route, but sure feels good to me. Um, and then letting go of um, being uh, always in control, um, always having to have a tight grip on everything, um, and instead cultivating laughter, song, and dance. Um, I, I know, Kelsey, probably, um, I, I could see you just loving this one because you love to laugh and you love to dance and um, I love your, your skills and, and violin and all those things. So, um, but leaning into that space of, um, to cultivate that, that instead of always being in control. Um, so that's the list. Mm. Yeah. We're keen to, to copy that and download it and give Brene Brown the credit and use that in some of our material. I love I love, love, love that. You have my my thoughts spinning. And I think that's such a beautiful way to end because um, we can send uh, our listeners, hopefully, to that list as well and give them the opportunity to read it, um, live by it. I think those are such great things. And it's so hard for us to let go of things sometimes, right? Uh, but that co concept of what can I let go of? And instead of holding on to these things, what can I cultivate? That positive spin on it is so beautiful. Um, because right. I mean, even just the, the language of, mm -hmm. um, you know, letting go of and cultivating rather than do and do not, you know, it feels so finite, it feels so black and white. Mm -hmm. Um, and I and, and letting ourselves create and be. Um, it, it's, it's, it releases some pressure. <laughs> it absolutely does. No, I, I'm so glad that that's the note that we're ending on because again, talking about burnout can sometimes be negative, but a lot of us experience it and experience that physical, mental, emotional exhaustion throughout our days. And so ending with that positivity of how can we just let go of some of these things? You know, how can we play more, rest more? Um, stop feeling like we have to control everything and truly um, have, have hope that we're, we're journeying towards that star. Um, that's, that's really going to stick with me today, Bridget. So thank you for joining us. Um, my last question for you is just, how can our listeners be in touch with you? I mean, where can we find you? I'm sure some of our listeners might want to follow you on LinkedIn or social media or, or, you know, look at your website or whatever, what, what would be the best way to be in touch with you? Well, you can definitely reach me on LinkedIn. Um, I love to, to meet new folks and stay connected that way. Um, but I am also in progress of building my own, um, you know, consulting site. So having an online presence um, and, you 
that to come, but I'd say LinkedIn for sure is a good, easy route to, to uh, get in touch. Awesome. Well, and then I guess on that note, like, is there any way that we can help support you in your career journey and um, the work that we do, how, or the work that you do, how can our listeners support you or what type of clients do you look to work with? Yeah, so I'm really looking to help folks um, leverage content in a way that meets, helps them meet their ideal audience. Um, but looking as, at content as that, that foundation to connect mission as well. So um, like uh, one of the terms that I kind of think about is how does how creating content that lasts, okay, you know, building that foundation, um, that strategic foundation that you can lean on um, as, as a, a way to express your brand, a way to draw in like-minded people, like-minded buyers. Um, so that's really what I'm looking for is um, folks that are wanting to lean into their content strategy um, to deepen their, themselves as a company um, and then also um, go through some strategy. Uh, so some strategic exercises where, you know, take a look at what have you done before? What are you doing now? What would you like to do? How do those things match up? How do they not? What is our, what does the data say too about, um, are you reaching the audience that you need? How can you improve? You know, those are all sorts of questions that um, I go through with my clients. Um, so that's really what I'm looking for to next. Um, so I'd love to help anyone that's looking for a, a bit of compassionate support um, and also someone that can uh, help them meet their, their strategic goals. So mm, I've heard the phrase content is king. Oh, that's yes. phrase I've heard. So that's what that made me think of. Well, Bridget, thank you so much for your time. Um, I'll let you go so you can get on with your day. But um, we're so appreciative. So many good nuggets. I definitely had goosebumps a couple times today. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all your wonderful insight today. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Kelsey. And I'll talk to you later. <laughs>